Hello and welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool. I'm your host, Farron, and for this special episode, we have a regular co-host, Heather. Hello. Hi, everybody. So this one's going to be a little different. It's an experiment we're trying. Though I suppose before we get there, we should say sorry to our listeners for uh, being absent for so many months. It turns out, you know, who knew, a pandemic makes things harder. And we just what? haven't had a chance. Yeah, I know, right? I don't think we've had a chance, any of us, to record since since New Year, which is unfortunate. But we got a bunch of these special ones to do. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven or eight of them. So this is an experiment. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. We're going to give it a shot. Instead of watching a bunch of 80s films, we're going to want to watch a bunch of 80s trailers. I suppose that means I should have started this episode with in a world and just gone on from there. But I didn't. I'm not quite Don Don LaFontaine. <laughs> so he's the guy. He did them all like he did just everything. Trailers aren't quite what they are today where they're practically an art form. These were just here's the movie. Here's some clips. Here's a bad description. So, yeah. Do you I mean. When in the 80s, do you remember anything about trailers? Were those things you ever watched or paid attention to? I, uh, some, like if I ever on the rare occasion, I saw a movie in the theater. Yeah. There would be a trailer. Uh, but that's it. Yeah. And it's funny because, um, I forget what channel it was, but one of the free channels, like you didn't need cable for was just Rogers and they would just do a loop endlessly of all the trailers of the movies they were going to be showing on super channel. So there were times where I was bored and I would just watch trailer after trailer after trailer. So I, and then they would show clips of the movie. So when Star Trek three was coming out, I'd see like the trailer for Star Trek three. And then I'd see the clip that Paramount had released, which was, um, what was it? Oh, it's the, it's the, uh, it's the scene where Kirk tries to convince Admiral Morrow to let him have the enterprise and take it back to Genesis. And it's just like, I would watch those over and over and over again, because I was a weird kid and it was more interesting than watching dumb stuff on television i would watch movie trailers but of course trailers back then were just sort of meh you know but i think you'll get a laugh out of some of these ones uh, you'll certainly recognize the music from at least one of them so <laughs> I, and, I, ha- I haven't even i haven't even opened the folder yet well you should probably do that so we can watch them together and then I'll, what i'll do is i'll uh, i'll cut a clean audio of the trailer in so that the audience hears it open up the folder i've dated them <laughs> we'll just, yeah we'll, we'll, i couldn't awesome. I couldn't think of how to do these, so I figured chronological seemed reasonable. I love it. So the first one we're doing is from 1981, and it's a movie you and I did, Clash of the Titans. So let's go ahead and start it and watch it together. Provide him with suitable weapons. Weapons of divine temper. A helmet, a shield, a sword. Find and fulfill your destiny. The myth, the magic, the mystery, the majesty. Destroy Argos! Let loose the last of the Titans. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer presents Clash of the Titans. The good, the evil, the danger, the daring. How may a mortal man face 
and defeat the Kraken. Clash of the Titans. The combat, the courage, the splendor, the spectacle. Clash of the Titans. Starring Harry Hamlin as Perseus, Judy Bowker as Andromeda, Burgess Meredith, Maggie Smith, Ursula Andress, Claire Bloom, Sean Phillips, Flora Robeson, and Lawrence Olivier as Zeus. Before history, beyond imagination. Clash of the Titans. So, <laughs> it's, uh, we, we should do that movie. It looks good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it fits our theme. Yeah, no kidding, right? So, I mean, the first thing you notice, obviously, is that it's it's really, they, they make a big deal of the cast, like the entire cast. Like, some of the people they mention have, like, 30 seconds of screen time, some of these gods. Yeah. You know, and how many times did they give you the name? Like, are you sure you remember what, what the movie is? Um, <laughs> Something about a Titan, maybe? Clash, yeah, the, 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 yeah. the majesty, the combat. The... You know what actually surprises me? <laughs> They don't make a big deal out of the fact that it's a Ray Harryhausen movie. You know, like you'd think they'd say from the person who brought you the, you know, the seven voyages of Sinbad and, you know, Jason and the Argonauts and all these films that the parents taking their kids to see this would have remembered from when they were kids. You'd think they'd push that. But other than they show them in the credits, you would have no idea this is a Harryhausen film. Well, other than the uh, monsters in his style. Yeah, but you think they'd make a bigger deal out of it? You think they would yeah. mention it? I mean, the, the director is a nobody. I mean, I don't think I even I, I don't think I I remembered the name five seconds after the the, mm. the trailer ends. But kind of the whole big deal of this movie, even as a kid, I knew it was this Harryhausen guy, and they don't mention it at all. Now I want to watch it again to make sure. Go ahead. So they, they mentioned the title four times in a minute and 46 seconds. Yeah, and, and MGM is, is big and fancy. The director's yeah. in very small print at the top. Yeah. And then Harryhausen was in the credits at the end twice. And that's it. Well, yeah, because he did the special effects and he was yeah. the producer. Yeah, but they yeah. don't mention him. Um, no, it's just, not at all. It, It's just kind of funny because you'd figure that would be the big press with this i mean this movie was a big deal in 1981 i mean there was the lunchbox and there was the toys and they really kind of went all out it, it's interesting because it's such an old an old style of doing a trailer it's you know this studio presents this and it's funny because last night i watched again the trailer for the batman which has oh, no yeah. announcer like when Dolph, don lafontaine who does like all of these trailers he didn't do this one but he does a lot of the 80s ones uh when he passed away they tried finding a few soundalikes. It never worked. And so 
they were forced to do something different with trailers. And so they just started telling a story with the trailer, almost making them like uh, uh, rock, you know, rock videos, music videos. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this one, it, it's like, you know, this studio presents this. The courage, the fighting, the good, the bad, Clash of the Titans, the this, the that, Clash of the Titans. You know, it's like, okay, you know, it's just. <laughs> I guess. They had their thesaurus out for that one. Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the funny thing is they don't tell you who plays Calibos, even though he's like, you know, the bad guy. He's the antagonist. It's just, That's... I don't know, it's, it's interesting. I guess they figure most people maybe knew the, the myth. Um, I mean, we did. We did Greek mythology at least once when I was in school, I think grade oh, seven. Yeah. And they still do, though I think now they get a choice between this, like the Greeks or the Aztecs, and it depends what the teacher wants to do. Like that's one of two options they have. Yeah, we were a D&D household, so we knew all the myths and the monsters. and. The... Yeah, and it's funny, it wasn't really a big thing for us, uh, you know. Jewish family with two parents from Montreal, strangely enough. <laughs> mythology. Enough, yeah. yeah, weird, weird. I, and I sort of picked that stuff up. I mean, my first exposure to Greek mythology was probably this, to be perfectly honest. Oh. You know, whatever. As like I said, it's an interesting trailer. It's a good place to start. So let's do the second one for a vastly superior movie that is totally not a takeoff of this and Conan. 1982's The Beastmaster. It was foretold by witches. It was conceived through sorcery, and it was to be destroyed by all that is evil. But the courage of one mortal saved it. And so, into an age of darkness, in a time of mysticism, sacrifice, and plunder, there came the only light, the Beastmaster. Born with the strength of a black tiger, the courage of an eagle. The power that made him more than any hero. More than any lover. He was lord and master over all beasts. He was the beast master. Behold the wonder, the horror, the fantasy, the challenge of the one warrior they call the Beastmaster. Mark Singer is Dar, Tanya Roberts is Carrie, Rip Torn is Mayak, John Amos is Seth. Together they take us on a fascinating journey back into unexplored times. Conquer your fears. Face the unknown. And discover the incredible link between man, animal, and all that is phantasmagorical. In the world of dungeons, dragons, and Dar. The Beastmaster. The epic adventure of a new kind of hero. I'm just trying to think of the, the pitch for that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Conan, but with animals. You know, the dungeons, like... the dragons, the dar. Really? <laughs> okay. So, 
I didn't say I had taste when I was a kid. I just said <laughs> I liked the movie. <laughs> I I saw oh, this. Is... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, was, I was just being embarrassed for my past self. It's so bad. It's it's just so bad. I remember seeing this as a kid, and I think I knew it was shit then. Mark Singer, he plays um, Donovan in V. Remember that show? Yeah. Yeah, he played Donovan, and, and and he was good at it. He was it was a good part. You know, the the video journalist who who's actually the first one to reveal that the aliens are the visitors are you know lizards and they eat like mice and whatever and great. Um, <laughs> but uh, here it's just like. Okay, he's relatively muscled. We'll put a bad wig on him and find a panther that, you know, the trainer guarantees won't eat the star and let's go from there. But it it just looks so generic. It's like, this is the problem, I think, with the 80s is that Conan the Barbarian did super well. Yeah. And was an artful film. Adam and I did it and we were, you know, sitting there and really looking at it. We were shocked at how what a piece of art that movie was like the music and the cinematography and the costuming. Like it's, it's not goofy the way the, you know, the, the sequel Conan, the destroyer was like, it's a, it's a genuinely excellent film and everyone sort of jumped on board the same way they did after star Wars with yeah. science fiction. Let's throw this shit out for five bucks and see if we can't, you know, <laughs> Oh my God. So what do you, I don't know. You think we should do this one as an actual episode? Totally. I, I seriously, I love that movie. I haven't, you know, I haven't even thought about it in probably thirty years. But and, I, I seriously, I used to love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's. Uh, I actually typed in worst fantasy movies '80s into Google. That's how I found a lot of yes. these. It's so that was lame. the coolest. Oh, it looks so lame. But you've, you've, you've just seen all the exciting bits. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think you could force me to watch this again. Um, well, you just did. That was that was the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that was it. We're good to go now, right? Um, yeah, it's just, oh, dear God. <laughs> okay, let's do the next one. Um, so this one was a, di- a direct response to Conan the Barbarian and its popularity. So they chose uh, Bridget Nielsen, sorry, Bridget, if you listen to the trailer. Uh, she played Drago's wife in Rocky Four. And she wound up marrying Sylvester Stallone for a while. So let's watch 1985's Red Sonia. Her courage was forged out of fire. Her power, a gift of the gods. Her destiny, to become a glorious new hero. Red Sonia. Only one man on Earth is man enough to win her. Don't be a fool. Try it. To love her. To join her great adventure. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Lord Kalidor. Kill them. Two legends unite to destroy the Earth's greatest evil. God, Majesty, what you want? The world, Eichel! We must find a way in. (laughs) 
Your Highness learns first. I make it a rule never to take a woman unless she can beat me in a fair fight. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why not? Brigitte Nielsen. A warrior. A woman. A magnificent new legend. So let's do Conan, but instead of animals, let's do a woman, but also Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's do that. What is the difference between this one and the last one we just watched? I'm honestly not sure. <laughs> uh, oh, dude. I, <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that one. Yeah, you know, it's funny because th- they say the star's names twice. Yeah. And both times, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets top billing despite the fact that it's about her. <laughs> well, it, was, it was the 80s. Yeah, it's just... And, and the DVD... Um, is just a scene, uh, it's just a loop of Arnold Schwarzenegger riding around on a horse. Ugh. You know, <laughs> the warrior, the woman. Like, oh, God, really? Oh, he was, it, he was clearly comfortable on that horse, too. Yeah, it's just, and watching him kiss, it's just, yeah, she, he is not a romantic lead. He has not ever been a romantic lead. Uh, uh, no. he, he should not be allowed to be a romantic lead. Um, because when he kisses, he looks like he swallowed a bag of marbles. But, zzz, Again, I swear to God, uh, it's just, you don't want a smooth journey. I really don't for several <laughs> reasons, but yeah. Um, uh, I mean, look, he's a good actor for what he is. And um, to give him credit, he did this amazing video recently as an appeal to the people of Russia, which is pretty awesome. Um, did you see that? Uh, not all of it. I, I saw uh, some of it it's, and it's, it looked amazing. Yeah, it's worth watching. You know, as he's gotten older, he's done, you know, he's he's learned how to act. He's done some great. Uh, movies, uh, you know, the action ones are the action ones, but when he gets out of the action mold, he can be pretty good. But here, he's just Conan. Like, at this point, he had done, this is 85, so he'd already done both Conans, he'd done the Terminator, so he was a big name. And it's like, please, Arnold, this movie's gonna fail without you. It's Conan with a woman. Can we just put you in it, please? It's hilarious. It's just, (laughs) I I just, you know, all of these movies from the 80s, like all the fantasy movies, they're just Conan knockoffs. Yeah, that was, you know, the know. leather thongs wow. and uh, and of so course, bad. of course, the antagonist has to be a woman because you know only a female protagonist can kill a female antagonist. A man can't kill her, right? Well, not in the eighties. Yeah, and by the way, the woman who plays the antagonist, she plays the antagonist in Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Is it the uh, same lady? Pretty sure it is. Pretty huh. sure it is. Yeah, because if you have a female protagonist, of course, you have to have a female antagonist so that they can fight at the end. It's, yeah, it's the 80s, right? It's just... Because dudes can't hit girls. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. If you watch the movies from that time, if there's 20 bad guys and one is a woman, the one female protagonist will seek her out. It's hilarious. Yeah, they, they conveniently square up. Yeah. Yeah, it's just no matter what. And I get it. I mean, no producer wants to be the one that has some guy just wailing on a woman. I get it. And so, yeah. you know, when it was a John Wick 2, when that came out, of course, one of the one of the major 
antagonist was played by I can't remember the actress's name. She played Batwoman for the first season. Uh, Ruby Rose, I think is her name, Rose Ruby or something like that. Um, and of course, Keanu Reeves character takes her on, but he doesn't kill her. Because again, he can't kill a girl. And this is like, optics, you know, the, yeah. the 20 teens. Yeah, it's just the optics are not there. I don't think we've ever really talked about that in any of our podcasts that boys aren't allowed to hit girls. No, it's just not allowed. I can't say I have a problem with that, but sometimes it's just like, oh, come on, really? I mean, yeah, yeah. as a rule, kids on the playground, males have denser muscle mass. Yeah, I know, but it's just, but in the movies, in they the just movies, don't do it. two trained adults, I know. it doesn't matter. They're just, you know, it's it's Hollywood, and they're afraid, and, you know, like, really what I think what it comes down to is they're just making stupid movies, why bother? Um, yeah. Why bother trying to do something controversial when you're pumping this movie out for $20 and a roll of duct tape? Um, let's just make a movie that everyone can kick back and we won't have to worry about being in the news sort of thing, right? No thought required. No thought required, exactly. But had you ever seen this one? No. Um, what What was it rated? I'm sure it's PG. Huh. I, PG. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm honestly surprised because that looks like it should have been one of my dad's favorites. Um, it's, it's got just, army. It's got fights. It's got dragons. Boobs, it's got yeah. '80s boobs. I mean, yeah. really, there's. I can't explain why I never saw it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Bridget Nielsen. She just went nowhere. Like she was in this. She was in um, Rocky Four again. She played Drago's uh, wife. Uh, she was very good in that. And then she, I think she did one other movie, and then she just sort of poof disappeared. It was really weird. But yeah, this one like. First off, the music is from Clash of the Titans. They stole the, the main theme song from Clash. The exact same. Yeah. It, but this I and, thought it was and, the same trailer for a second. Yeah, I know, right? Very, like, if I had renamed these and, and called the Red Sonja one Beastmaster and Beastmaster Red Sonja, it might have been a few seconds before you realized I'd misnamed them. You know, it's it's kind of funny. Okay, so let's move on to another one that Adam and I did for a genuinely good movie, 1986's Highlander. This is one of my all-time favorite. From another time comes a man of great power. Talk funny, Nash, where are you from? Lots of different places. A warrior of incredible strength. You've the devil in you. We've been kinsmen 20 years. Connor McLeod was my kinsman. I don't know who you are. Because you were born different, men will fear you, try to drive you away. A man uncertain of his future. What you got here, Brenda, is a guy who's been creeping around since at least 1700. It's not possible. And haunted by his past. Wait a minute, Nash. I want some answers. You cannot die, MacLeod. I am Connor MacLeod of the Clan MacLeod. I was born in 1518 in the village of Glenfinnan on the shores of Loch Shiel. I am immortal. <laughs> A hero who is about to face his greatest challenge. You will always be weaker than I. What can you tell me about a seven-foot lunatic hacking away with a broadsword at one o'clock in the morning, New York City, 1985? Not much. For he 
is not alone. In the end... There can be only one. Highlander, there can be only one. I'm back. I'm okay. I'm just jamming out to Queen. Yeah. If you know so for this one, the voice is Dalton LaFontaine. If you notice they do it differently, they don't they don't say this actor playing this character and this actor playing this character. Like they just they show you who's in it. They actually tell a story. Like you know exactly what this is about. You know, like the others, I don't know what Red Sonia's about, and I don't know what the Beastmaster's about, but I know what this is about. Yeah. You know, I don't know the mystery of Connor McLeod, but I know, you know, we, we start off in the past. We know he's a reject. We know he's, then we see him in the, in the, in the present. We go, wait, what? And then, you know, the one guy saying, you know, this guy's been creeping around for a long time. And, you know, it, like they, they slowly in the space of a couple minutes kind of tell you as much as you need to know for what you're, you know, so you understand what you're walking into. Um, do, you've seen this movie, I assume. Oh, over and over and over. Yes. Yeah. It's funny because so the uh, the uh, guys who make the film, they keep remaking it over and over and over again. Yeah, but I've, <laughs> I only this one. Yeah. Yeah. None oh, of the others are any no, good. No. Actually, the, the TV show. Episodes of the TV series. Yeah. Say that again? The first couple seasons were. Uh, I just went to the TV series and so did you. So. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Highlander 3 had uh, Deborah Kara Unger in it, the actress. Her cousin is uh, what used to be my roommate. I went through army basic training with him the first time I did it. Uh, I went cool. through junior and senior high with him. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, she's a really good actress, actually. That movie was really not. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, I like how like they make it clear. Yeah, this is Queen doing the music for this one. That's that had to have been a big attraction. Oh, um, that was such such good music. It was. Uh, it's not as good as the Flash Gordon. No. I think now, that was my introduction to Queen, actually. Really? Yeah, probably me, too. Well, actually, it would have been Flash Gordon, but I didn't know it was Queen. Yeah. And the interesting thing is there's never been a Highlander soundtrack released. The songs are all in one of their albums called A Kind of Magic, which is just named after one of the songs. But they've never done a soundtrack. And they did their own rendition of New York, New York. That is not to be found anywhere else. In fact, even the original recording is lost. Whoa. Yeah, they just, they recorded it. It plays in that one scene where uh, the Kurgan steals the car with the old lady in it. Yeah. And they play New York, New York. That's Freddie Mercury singing it. There is, it doesn't exist anywhere else. They did it purely for the, for the movie and, and it went away. Um, I'm sure I'm sure the original recording of them doing it is, you know, somewhere, but it's never getting released because I think it was purely licensed for the movie. If you notice, we're seeing a little more care has been taken in the trailer uh, in the trailer. They're 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 spending a little more time letting the movie tell itself. Yeah. As opposed to Don LaFontaine saying the magic, the majesty, the good, the bad, the ugly, the 
the cheap, the poorly made, you know, like it's it's what you keep saying though. Like Highlander, they actually had something to show us. They yeah. could show us the other ones that had to tell us. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess that's part of it. The Highlander Highlander tells a good story, whereas Red Sonia and the Beastmaster, uh, the two of them together, I don't think tell a story. Like if you if you were to if you were to take those two films and put them together, I'm not sure there's enough story for an actual single movie. Like it's just a quest to kill a bad guy. I think that's really what they both boiled down to. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go watch Beast Beastmaster again because it's been so long. I I forgot it existed until this trailer. Is that a good thing that I've reminded you or a bad thing? I'm honestly not sure. Probably good, because seriously, I, wa- I watched it every time it came on. <laughs> well, if you decide you like it, and we can get Raimi and you and I together, we'll have to do it as a movie. But you understand that I'm going to mock it mercilessly, and probably so will Raimi. Oh, hell yes. So will <laughs> I, and I, I, I fully expect you guys to mock me for, for enjoying it. <laughs> Everyone is allowed to have bad taste, especially when they're a kid. And as we've discovered, some of the movies we watched are just embarrassing. I mean, Raimi loves rad, so, you know. But if my friends can't tease me, who really can? Yeah. Okay, so our last one on the menu today is marketing gone wrong. (laughs) So did you play with or watch the cartoon of He-Man? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. We, so, we even had the toys. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, they're selling those again. I was in Walmart yesterday and you can buy He-Man, like the original He-Man. And remember, I, th- I think I sent you a picture of the Castle Grayskull and I said, I think I'm having a stroke. What year is it? Because it's like the original toys. Here's yeah, the thing. I couldn't afford it then. I can afford it now. Yeah. I actually had Castle Grayskull. My parents <gasps> bought it for me. It was a great layer for Cobra. Let me tell you. Here's the thing. That show, that show, the cartoon, all of that, it came after they designed the characters. They had adjectives, power, strength, courage, and they were told, now go make a story about it. And they cobbled together this shitty story, but it, but the toys came first. There, that's all there was. At least G.I. Joe, the story sort of uh, you know, evolved with the toy commercials. But uh, someone along the line decided, you know what, let's take... Dolph Lundgren, who played Drago in Rocky IV, and let's make a live-action movie. So here's 1987's Masters of the Universe. At the far end of the universe, there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. And there is only one man who dares challenge him. They are locked in a battle to the death. A battle that will take them across the heavens. Stop him! A battle that will finally be fought. I want them to get out and brought to me! Across the face. Police! Nobody move! Of Earth. I think I'm gonna need some backup. Can you show us the way? Of From a 
distant galaxy, they have come to Earth. Dolph Lundgren as He-Man, Frank Langella as Skeletor. Only they have the powers to be. Masters of the universe, live the adventure. I'm still pissed off about this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it. It wasn't a winner. That's that's for sure. Um, <laughs> well, why are you so pissed though? Because I love the cartoon. We we lived it. We played it. We knew those characters, and this had nothing to do with them. Some you know of the it, names were the same. Yeah, you know what it is. I think they just didn't have the money to film it. And have it set in Eternia, the the planet that they're all from. I think that's just yeah. what it came down to. They they had the money for like two sets. There's the you know Castle Grayskull, which looks nothing like it did in the cartoons. No. And then the hut of that little Munchkin guy, uh, whose name I I don't know that. Orko. The little no, or, guy Orko. With well, yeah, but no, there's he's not even in this, which pissed me off. No, remember <laughs> the little like dwarf guy. Remember, it's about a dwarf guy who has this thing called the key, which looks like this weird oh. circular synthesizer, which was a cool prop, let's be clear. But yeah, uh, yeah like the show was a, like it was a shit. This was a this was a bomb. And it's not like it lacked for good actors. Dolph Lundgren can be a good actor when he wants to be a uh, Frank Langella as Skeletor. Like that's some heft there. Like he's a great actor. Yeah. was a great actor. I think he's passed. Meg Foster as Evil Lynn. She's actually pretty good, but she's got those creepy eyes, and she does the Ice Queen thing super well. Yeah. Um, she's in another great cult classic 80s films, uh, 80s film called uh, They Live, which at some point we're really going to have to do. But yeah, this movie was a shit show, but it did introduce us to Courtney Cox and Robert Duncan McNeil. Not worth it. No, it's it's a it's a steaming pile of of poo. It's it's a bad it, film, it's... and I I think I knew that at the time. Like even then, I went like, this is garbage. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't even know why like they made it. Like I mean, I get it. It was He-Man was popular, but why make this film? Like why not make a a cartoon movie? Yeah. You know, um with the were... right voices and the inside jokes and you know, Eternia. Yeah, and and Cringer the the cat oh, and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like all that stuff they like today they could do a live action He-Man that would touch on the themes of the cartoon and would do well. And they did that, except they did it as a cartoon. Remember, there was that He-Man. Uh, there was a He-Man cartoon that came out, I think, on Netflix a year ago or so. It was done by. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. There was oh. a there was a She-Ra too. Was there? Okay. Yeah, She-Ra is um, actually really, really good. What was it? I see. I I don't care about these enough to watch them, but my understanding was they were made for people who grew up on those cartoons. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who did it. He's a. Uh, he only ever wears a ball cap and a hockey jersey. Kevin know, Smith. Called. Kevin Smith. Yeah, he's he he apparently he wrote and directed the He-Man cartoon, and it was specifically designed for kids who grew up on the cartoon in the eighties. Yeah. Um, and, and in that case, I guess he was the right choice. But like, you look at all these these actors, like Dolph Lundgren. Again, he's fine, but he's not He-Man. You know, really He-Man. he supposed to be a teenager who then becomes He-Man. Yeah. But, but we don't get to see He-Man's other you know alter ego. 
man at arms is just some dude like, yeah, he's got a mustache, but that's it. He's just some actor. None of the characters had any chemistry. The actor, they we've seen this guy so many times, the, the, the bald headed guy who played the principal in Back to the Future. And he played the, uh, you know, the commander of air, the, you know, the cap, the commander air patrol, or sorry, the CAG commander air group in Top Gun. And I think we've seen him in other shows as well. All the time. Yeah, he's, he's one of those. He's, he's that guy. He's that guy. Yeah, he's not quite Dick Miller, but he's that guy. Yeah. And <clears throat> even here, he's he's um, he's sort of phoning it in as the cop who sort of gets he realizes there are aliens and no one believes him. Everyone's laughing at him until the lasers start. And it's just like, this is a bad, bad movie. I just. And to think that trailer had all the best clips. It really did. And it's not even a well put. It's not even a well put together trailer. Like you see all this stuff taking place in the modern world. And then right near the end, they have come to our world. No, really? Is that what I've been watching for the last you know, minute and a half, like they never explain why they're here. And I'm, um, I'm not sure they did in the movie either. They did. Mind you, I, only, I only saw it once. And I spent the whole time being pissed off. Yeah, because it's bad. I think the idea is that um, a Skeletor finally conquers Castle Grayskull and uh, He-Man and them, they're sort of in hiding. And it turns out they're after this this little dwarf guy and his key, which will take you between dimensions, whatever. So they escape to avoid, you know, Skeletor shock troops and they wind up in our world and they get separated from the key and Robert Duncan McNeil, who plays Tom Paris in Voyager, he finds it. It's like, it's a shit show. It's like, it's just a bad, it's, it's generic fantasy. Like they almost, they could have almost tossed out the He-Man stuff and just had, you know, Beastmaster show up in the modern world. In a dark and distant age, a lone warrior with mystical powers, master of the beast, and the creatures he commands, Rue, his strength, Kodo and Podo, his feet, and Shirok, his eyes, they will challenge the forces of a brutal tyrant. Did you actually believe that you and your flock of peasants could overthrow my kingdom? But the battle for the fate of their world, with threat of such a weapon, I could rule unopposed, will lead them to another. The ultimate power awaits you, my lord. The dimensional portal, the doorway to your ultimate triumph. To the most barbaric land that time has ever known. This is Los Angeles, most awesome place in the universe. Yo, Darth Vader, uh, what is it, some kind of movie set? You gotta get yourself some fresh threads. Rock and roll, baby. Whoa. How come a clean-cut jungle boy like you is hanging out with a creep like this? This geek is really trying to get the bomb. The world is mine. You must pass me first. Time.
<laughs> like it's it would have made zero difference yeah it's right back to red sonia and the beastmaster it's just generic fantasy crap sort of tossed into the middle of this you know we could have done science fiction we could have done the comedy but you said you wanted to do the fantasy so you got what you deserved <laughs> well you know two out of five ain't bad Clash is good. Highlander's good. You said you like Beastmaster, so that's... Two, two and a half? Two and a half, yeah. Hey, two and we're all right. Half, yeah. So... <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine doing Masters of the Universe for this podcast. Like, there are so many better movies that we're eventually going to get around to when I can finally hunt down Raimi and, you know, Adam and I, there's endless movies we want to do and there's endless movies I want to do with you and I forget what movie we were planning on doing next sort of sidetracked to do this one but you know it's like there's so many better movies why would we go with masters of the universe you you couldn't pay me you no. you you could not pay me to see that movie again no and it's absolutely not worth our, worth our time no so so let's go through and give a thumbs up or thumbs down so clash of the titans the movie thumbs up or thumbs down eh, thumbs up trailer eh. lame <laughs> okay 1982's The Beastmaster, the movie. Two thumbs up. You're wrong. I, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I, have, I don't even remember it. I think I've blocked it out. Uh, the trailer. Yeah, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Okay. 1985's Red Sonja, the movie. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. You're better for it. Uh, and the trailer. Two thumbs way down. Yeah. it's. I think it's the same trailer we, we saw in Beastmaster. 1986 Highlander, the movie. Oh, yeah. Best movie. Yeah, awesome. It's the oh, best. The it's the, I love it. It's the best of the ones here. And the trailer? It's the best trailer, too. Yeah, because it actually tells a story. Yeah. It yeah. actually tells a story. We, we know what's going on. And 1987's multiple Academy Award winner, Masters of the Universe, the movie? You owe me lunch for making me watch that. <laughs> Deal. And the trailer. I hate you. Well, when you come down here next time, we're visiting the Century Vox. So that'll make up. But it's, uh, yeah. It's... Well, next time we can do romance, if you like, or we can do horror. But uh, I'm going to uh, peek in the other folders. Go, go nuts. But uh, we could do sci-fi if you want next one. For next time we have it. Next time you have time. Sci-fi will actually, we'll do, we'll do it. A, we'll do a two-parter. Because if you notice, I have them numbered because two of them, 1A and 1B and 2A and 2B are essentially the same goddamn movies. I tried to pick a mix of what's good and what's bad. So That was so much fun. So what do you think of, like, I don't know, do you think this experiment worked doing new trailers? you think this was a, a worthwhile experiment? It's, it's going to be a short episode, but it was fun to do. Yeah, 40, 46 minutes, I think that's fine. And we'll do a bunch of these one after the other. You know, short is sometimes better considering some of our, our podcasts go for two hours. So this is a, a quick one. You know, it's uh, the end of busy season for you and you're coming out next month. We'll probably be able to record two or three of these. And, uh, you know, at some point, I hope we, get, we can actually get back to doing, you know, proper seasons of proper movies. We're getting there. We're all, we're all boosted and, uh, you know. Hopefully this pandemic will end at some point. We can go back to doing this, but uh, oh, I hope so. Yeah. In the meantime, unless you have any final words, I think I'll just end it here. Um, no, I'm, I'm good. Cool. Unfortunately, we don't have Don, Don Lafontaine to uh, uh, to talk us out, but uh, nonetheless, 
So we'll see you next time. And that's that. <laughs>